All right, Brandon, I've got a question for you. Yes, sir. Would you rather listen to the four outdoorsmen or Axel and Betty for the next hour? Oh, don't do that Come to me. Come on, pal. you got to make a decision. I'm going Axel and Betty. You guys can do it. That's a good choice, pal. Axel and Betty were on the show on the, the uh, Homegrown Show. I get to hear show. you guys every week. So the home, True. Yeah, the Homegrown Show. Thanks for being on the show, you guys. Uh, listen to the Homegrown Show every Sunday night between 5 and 6, and Brandon brings great entertainment for all over the, from all over the state, all over the place, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And we're the four outdoorsmen, but today it's a big, big deal. It's a, it's a different gig tonight because Sam is sick. Yep. And so I thought it was going to be Mark and I doing the show by ourselves. And Andy from Ely, Minnesota said, hey, I'll come down. And Andy's going to be one of our guests. And John Basie came down with him. So we got a full house again we anyway. we got a full house. Yeah. There we go. John, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Thank you very much. And Andy, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Appreciate you now, letting us be here. Yeah, the first part of the show, we normally just BS about last week, what's going on. And we'll tell the stories <laughs> about what you're doing down here as well. And uh, but Andy is uh, going to be our first real guest. No, no, he'll be a, you'll be a, our guest at six forty. We'll talk about what we're doing on here with anyway. Prior to that, but six twenty, <laughs> we've got a guy named uh, uh, Russ Guthrie. He's from Willersburg, I think it is, Pennsylvania. And he's going to be on at six twenty. And what he's uh, it's all about deer hunting. This guy is something else. That'll be a hell of a story. And then we'll have you at 6.40 for the rest of the show, but we're going to BS the entire time. Now, what are you guys doing down here? You didn't come down here just for the show. What did you guys come down here for? Well, originally we planned on coming down on Friday night and doing a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning duck hunt to finish up the Minnesota waterfowl season in this area. And we got some reports that the waterfowl wasn't so good, so we held off. And then last night at 7 o'clock we got the phone call. We found the ducks, and here we come down. And, uh, <laughs> and they were there. They, they were, were there. there. You <laughs> had an on-the-ground scouting report. That always helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's great to know people in the, uh, in the general vicinity. You know, the, the funniest thing about it, though, is we got down there, and all the, you know, everyone shows up late because it's the last day, so everyone's like, yeah, hey, we'll do a, you know, relaxed day. And everyone was down there fighting for spots at the last <laughs> minute. So it, it made it pretty entertaining. Rewan the river? Yes, yep, okay. Mississippi River. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who was your contact down here giving the report? Paul Miller, the lady killer. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a great guy. He uh he's actually an engineer for Federal. Um really avid duck hunter. So he's he's usually right as far as the migration goes. <laughs> well, good for you guys. You know, we talked about this a little bit before the show as well because the four outdoorsmen is always current stuff and we just finished up deer hunting and as a matter of fact, I talked to my nephew in Chatech, Wisconsin, he deer hunted again all this weekend, and they're just wrapping up, and then now we're getting into hard water, and all of a sudden we're talking duck hunting. So, so you are an avid duck hunter as well. I mean, you're, you're gung-ho. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You too, Andy? Absolutely. We just finished up a pretty long stand up in Minot, North Dakota, had a great time, uh, came back and did one hunt in Ely, and then uh, came down here and wrapped the season up. So we've been all over the country. Um, I should have I should have asked you guys. We, we should have talked about this prior because every year I'm with the Wildwood Lions, comp, um, uh, Wildwood Lions uh, group in in Matamita, and we have a big sportsman's dinner coming up in March. It's an annual thing, and it's a lot of fun, and we raise a lot of money, and all the wild game is donated. I should have had you guys bring me a few ducks down, but uh, but uh, I don't know. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Andy, what's your last name? Birkin Pass. Birkin Pass. And Andy is uh, with the, uh, he's general manager, I believe, of what is called Veterans on the Lake. 
and it's a resort up just outside of Ely. I suppose it's still the Ely address. It is an Ely address. Just east yeah. of yep. east of Arrowhead Outdoors. Yep. The bait store up in Ely, Minnesota. Yeah. But I'd, uh, I'd like to give thanks to uh, Steve and Chris for making the connection between us. Too. Yeah, that's uh, pretty important. We love we love promoting things that bring stuff back to people. We work with the vets a lot, right, Mark? And uh, and what you're doing is is how long has Veterans on the Lake been around? This is a beautiful resort, and I've never heard of it, and I've been up in Ely 50 years. Well, this coming September, we're going to celebrate our 40th anniversary of business as Veterans on the Lake Resort. Uh, consider that to be a pretty big milestone. The, the resort started off as a Veterans-only resort, and by doing that, encountered some financial hardships so we opened it up to disabled veterans their families current and retired military and their families as a priority and then we opened it up to the general public uh, disabled public uh, factors in there pretty good we have some some great people that come up that are disabled public uh, minnesota wild sled hockey kids oh yeah come up and spend a week with us yeah. So they work with the Cast Outdoors crew then, too. Is that like the same kind of... That is. Awesome. Yep. That's great. Yep. They come up and show them how to run a canoe, swamp a canoe, get back in the canoe. And then they actually do a portage. Uh, they do a canoe trip clear down the lake, uh, Fall Lake, do the portage into Newton Falls, come back, canoe all the way back to Vets on the Lake. So it's a pretty long day for them considering they don't have all their limbs. Yeah, you know, and when I talked to a Dave Hicks and Pete, uh, <coughs> Pete Johnson, right from from Cast Outdoors, I think is what it is, and uh, they become really good friends of ours. And they were talking to us about how they work with kids who are handicapped as well, if you want to call it that. And I apologize if that's not politically correct, but to, and he also said the parents are staying home. One of those things, right? When we go out in the canoes with these kids, where they got no arms, no legs, whatever, we're taking care of them, and you got to trust us, yeah, and that's, that's it. Right. And and says. To just picture without seeing it, yep. these kids capsizing a canoe and with limbs gone, whatever it is, and trying to re-put the thing back up and all that, it's amazing. And But just think of the, the their attitudes and their enthusiasm and the whole self-esteem thing. When they do that, they can do anything. Isn't that crazy? Like you yeah. talked about that on your video. Uh, there's no disability theirs. I think these guys come up and realize it's all ability, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. they never forget it either. You know, it's they'll have that memory forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is we, so cool. We take the dis out of disability. Yeah. We show them they can. Yeah. And that's very important. When know. Veterans in the Lake started up in Ely, Minnesota, forty years ago plus whatever it is, was it always a nonprofit organization, or was that supposed to be a, someone a privately owned resort? And we're going to make a living here. <laughs> it's always been a non, uh, not for profit. Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in. Uh, and in, in speaking the truth about nonprofits and for nonprofits, we are a for nonprofit. For nonprofit means we still have to make something to make oh, yeah. the light bill go off and, yeah. and pay the staff that we have that's second to none. And, you know, there's bills that go out and there's upkeep to have. And uh, ADA accessibility stuff is not cheap. So it, it does cost to do this. However, I challenge anybody to meet or beat our rates yeah yeah we we set our rates for the income challenge veteran and that's very important we i had uh, i had my knee replaced uh <clears throat> will i qualify to go up there for a while and oh no i'm okay aren't i i'm a lot better off than most of those guys <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm all right you know us- some of the some of the disabilities we see we 
we can't see those disabilities. That's right. important to remember. Not not all disabilities are visible, yeah. so we need to remember that. We'll talk a lot more about that about after at the six forty to seven o'clock portion of our show. Let's talk about what's happening currently now. Ice fishing. Uh, I talked to my buddy Bob Krejci in Wisconsin just today. Yep. He's leaving for Arizona tomorrow morning. Rocket Man, I call him, and he and his buddy's going to go golfing tomorrow morning. But he was two days ago, I think it was. He was uh, on the lake just west of the east of the Twin Cities. Yep. And he went out uh, with his spud bar, I think, is what you call it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Got about forty feet. Went through twice. That's the end of that. So he, he, yep. And he, he said he wasn't ready. It wasn't ready around here. Wear your clam float suits. I personally like to wait till there's a lot of solid ice because I do not want to yes. go underwater. But uh, reports from around the state, we had that cold snap. You know, we got some great ice, but then it warmed up. I mean, it was 50 degrees the last couple of days, so that's uh, going to soften up the ice a little bit. Uh, report from Steve in Ely said there's reports of up to seven inches some places, but most it's about four. So it's still in that. Be, be very careful out there. Use a spud bar. Bring rope with you, you know, have picks if you got them. So it's it's that iffy time of year still. Uh, there's some cold weather coming, so it should harden up. But be careful out there. Be careful. I do see I see, do see some people around here in the metro and the little bays and stuff, and, man, that makes me nervous. And those float suits are no joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we, had a buddy, we had a buddy go in up in Ely, and uh, he was 50 feet offshore, and he couldn't get on the ice. And he said if he wasn't wearing that float suit, oh, yeah. he, he don't know, you know, anything could happen. You know, right. so it's, I, I'm a firm believer now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, if you can afford it, get one because, um, it just puts you at ease a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, you know, I fish with my sons that are young. So it's like, if I go in or, you know, it's, I got to be able to, uh, stay afloat. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Come on, dad. I just yeah. got a, just got a text from our friends, uh, Shelly and, and Scott. And uh, Sheldon Holland and Scott Seibert, and I asked them, a couple of people to report, what are the ice conditions, what are the fishing conditions, what's happening where you guys are. And Shelly was nice, and this could be from Scott as well. Send me a text. Well, I haven't got my glasses on, so you're going to read what she says. If there's any profanity, got to be uh, block it out. Do you need glasses? Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to pass it down? I can read it. We're passing the cell phones down. <laughs> Give it to Mark. You both are, all three of you are looking at it like you can't. And John Basie, North, Northwest of Park Rabbits. That's where they're fishing, all right? Ice was three to four inches on the lake. We fished lots of the lakes, still have open water, have to find smaller, shallow lakes to get out. Yep. We caught our fish in 12 to 14 foot of water. Fish were just roaming the basin. There you go. How's that for a fishing report, man? You can work on the four outdoors. So I can imagine Red is, uh, you know, a city right now. Oh, yeah. That's always the first week, right? It's Everyone talks about going to Red, so that's why I avoid it like the plague. But, right. Um, <laughs> but, right let's, see, let's see what uh, Tanner Cherney says from Devil's Lake. Four to six inches of ice here on the lake. And uh, the, oh, to the northern basin ice fishing is going really, really well. They're fishing shallow. And uh, jigging spoons with minnows. So they're doing really well in the, in the, the Devil's Lake, North Dakota area. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I change the topic just a little bit? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have John here, and John is with Satori Lures. And uh, since we have Andy on the last segment to talk about Vets on the Lake, I want to talk about Satori Lures a little bit. Are you okay with that, Stu? Yes. <laughs> what if I said no? So I'm just learning about this right now. John, why don't you tell us about Satori Lures? What are you all about? What do you make? Um, great story. And it just dropped in our lap. So I want you to tell us about it. So uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was uh, kind of like not sure what to do with my life, you know, mm-hmm. but fishing was my therapy. 
And so I would go down to the Mississippi River. We, my dad and I were making these jigs, and we were hammering walleyes, and guys were actually buying jigs off our boat like a little merry-go-round you know, go, with the eye pilot going. Guys would come up with the current. and So that's how it kind of started up there. And then I went up to Ely, worked at Snowbank Lake, mm-hmm. and I, we were actually designing lures for this lake, and it just kept propelling and propelling. Um, and now we sell uh, – you know, all over the Midwest, you know, and it just grew so fast. Our main goal is to hire disabled veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lure business is a tough business. You yeah. know, there's a lot of, lot Not of, a lot sharks. of margin either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like playing penny slots, right? Yeah. So our goal is to just keep building, which we are to where we can have a facility to hire disabled veterans. Cause my, myself, you know, getting out, it's so hard to like seek help, right. you know, and I can't tell you how many times I've guided a Vietnam guy, Gulf war guy, Afghan, Iraq, where he's like, you know, you saved my life. Right. You know, so, you know, I don't see it, you know, anymore, but I'd love to help these guys, you yep. know. So, um, Satori means warrior in Finnish, um, which, you know, we wanted it to. Kind of sounds Japanese, too. It does, you know, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J- Japan makes good lures, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, uh, my dad and I, uh, we just, we kept plugging away and Satori kept growing and growing. And um, I can honestly say we're, probably the number one sold lure in the iron range right now. Awesome. And I mean, legitimately. So, um, we take great pride in our product and, uh, we're looking to expand significantly here in the next year or two. So you do jigs. What, what do you all make? Uh, crankbaits, mm-hmm. jigs. Um, we're just got into the spoon market. Yep. Um, we're doing a lot on Lake Superior, which is a totally un, untapped. Isn't that fishery. your goal to get out that way? It is. And it was this last year we went through nine miles of fog to get to where the fish were. I mean, yeah. it was to the, the stuff that we were doing was like ridiculous. I'm like superior, you know, and I, like looking back, I was like, you guys, like, what were we thinking? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, I was like, Legend this is lives stupid. On the chip one down. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Right. Did yeah. you see that story? Was it last year where the, the ice sheet got separated oh, yeah. and all yeah. those guys got stranded? Yeah. Yeah. Man, not for me, man. Yeah. You, yeah. Me. It's, it's a, it's a cool beast out there, but yeah, we're just, we just keep pushing our product all over Minnesota and it's cool. You know, we're getting a lot of people. I'll, I'll be out somewhere and I'll see Saturi tackle sweatshirt, That's you cool. know, in a different state, Yep. you know, so it's like, okay, it's getting out there. You know, do you have any retailers or do you sell direct or how, how do people get your lures? Uh, we do online sales, but mainly we're, we, we can't keep up with the demand, right? you know, so that's, that's our process is growing as a company right now that we're working on is getting that up. But we sell at Pinnacle, um, Shields out in Minot. Um, we got a chance to be in Gander, Gander Outdoors when yep. they were still kicking. And um, Cabela's, but we, our margins are too small. Yeah. You know, so you think about it. You, you make all these lures by hand, mind you. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, you make so many, but you make so, you know, little profit. Right. And we, you know, I'd rather competing with the, you know, the factories in China or whatever, they're just cranking them out. Right. And our, our theory was like, why not take, why not take a better quality lure that's American made Uh by a veteran, right. And take those sales away from these, these foreign companies. People will pay more for that happily. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where we're going with it. So. Be proud cool. of yourself, young man. That's a great story. You know, I met John, oh, I think it was about two years ago now, right? Was it two years ago? Yeah, yep. And when my nephew and his kids came here from California, and I took them up to Ely, Minnesota, went to the Underground Mine Tour, which was really cool <laughs> for those guys. I want to do that so it's, bad. It's an, a great experience. And then, uh, uh, by coincidence, you know Will Goebel, yeah. I believe. And yes, yep. Will Goebel, we stayed at his house in Ely, Minnesota. I see a picture of Will with a... Wilba, Wilba, my buddy, he's probably listening right now. He's got about a 28-inch walleye on the wall there, uh, on the refrigerator, 
and he mentioned your name. He says, I'll tell you what, people are so nice up here. I met a guy named John Basie, and I met him at the Laker, at the, at the bait store, yep. Arrowhead Outdoors. And you said, listen, here, kid, take this. I make this, and I made this. And what do you want for it? No, no, it's yours. Just go use it and spread the word. Then, And you told him what lake to go on, where to go, how to use it, and he caught a 27 or 28-inch <laughs> walleye. And uh, every time I, we, we're holding a conversation, no matter where we are, and he, he genuflects when I mention your, your name. Yeah. 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 So, uh, great so that's, guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's an avid young man who loves to fish and hunt. He's just a great guy. But I'll, I'll tell you what, too. I, you know, I've stayed in contact with him over the last couple of years. And seeing this, the fish that he's catching oh, and how he's, he's grown day, and just, yeah. like, learned so much. I'm, like, texting him now, like, hey, <laughs> where are they at? Oh, you yeah. know, like, yeah. so. you know, it's funny about Will Gold. Are you going to do a shout-out or something right now? Uh, we can, or we can do it later. Let me tell this real quickly. Yeah. Will Gold has been a – I've known his family for years. I coached his dad in hockey when he was 13, 14 years old. And for our Lions Club of Sportsman's Dinner, we have a lot of silent auction items, a lot of trips and all that. I got Wilba – He calls his buddies call him Wilba – Will Gobo to uh, donate a four-hour – Night fishing trip on the St. Croix River to catch some some, some uh, catfish and sturgeon. Yep. And as a silent auction item. And he, we, I've gone with him twice, and it's been a riot. To be on the St. Croix River at night is freaky. We did it, we did it this summer. It was yeah. so much fun. It is. Was, yeah. It, yeah. I, was it that fun? Because like, he shows me, and I'm like, that looks so cool. Well, you know? it's like, you know, like any fishing, sometimes you're just nonstop action sometimes we didn't hammer him but we caught some nice fish yeah. and, and it was uh it was great it was <laughs> he's, he's pretty if cool. it's a nice night you know on the st croix i mean beautiful. it's just beautiful yeah go on give a couple of shout outs if you got but okay, you have a couple of seconds here, here right uh as i mentioned before we have one from our buddy steve renneberg says uh anglers were able to find as much as seven inches of ice in the ely area cold temps in the forecast uh grouse hunters still find good numbers grouse this weekend has some great pictures of grouse um, Eloise Assumption uh, says, Happy Thanksgiving to all. Have my Vexler charge and waiting for the ice to thicken. Buffalo Lake is about two to three inches. Better wait a little bit there, Eloise. Uh, Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited, uh, our friends, hope everyone had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Looking forward to Jason Mitchell at our Thursday night, December 1st meeting. So Jason Mitchell is going to be talking to Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited. Go check them out. Um, tcwalleyes.com if you need more info on where it's going to be. Let's do more shout-outs later on. Oh, you got them done. Good for you. Be right back with uh, Russ Guthrie from Pennsylvania. You gotta hear this story. Just enjoying Bob Outdoors with the four outdoorsmen on a Sunday evening. It's a good thing. You've heard us talking about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Winter is not the time to have problems with your furnace. Get the best behavior out of your home heating and cooling system with Dezeal's Service Partner Plan. For just $9.99 a month, get professional priority service, two high-performance checks per year, no after-hours or emergency service charge, and much more. For the price of fancy coffee, the Dezeal Service Partner Plan can catch small problems before they are big ones. Call the top dog now and get January through March free. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and West Metro. Learn more at (laughs) DezealHVAC.com. 
With Thanksgiving gone, it's time to think about Christmas and ice fishing. The big box stores do a Cyber Monday sales, but Capra's has a drive-your-butt-into-an-actual-store-and-talk-to-someone sale, including plenty of StrikeMaster augers in stock, including 40-volt, 40-volt light, and 24-volt models. Come down in person, talk to a pro, and find out what's best for you. Looking for a gift for your special outdoors person? Capra's has gift cards for Christmas just south on Highway 10, or south of Highway 10 on 65, Capra's Outdoors. Who's got deals? Capra's has deals. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at clamoutdoors.com. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a big winter fan, so if I can't beat them, i got to join them. And I do that exactly by ice fishing as often as I can when I get near Ely. And who do I turn to? Ely, Minnesota's Arrowhead Outdoors, the largest and only bait tackle store that is open all year round in Ely. And I'll tell you what, great service starts with commitment, and commitment starts with passion. And Chris and Steve, they've got all of that. Why was Arrowhead Outdoors voted the best fishing outfitter in Minnesota? There's only one way to find out. ArrowheadOutdoorsElyMN.com. Check them out. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove is your Hineker snowplow dealer. Hineker's quick hitch and trip edge systems makes removing snow easy. Made in Minnesota, Hineker plows are perfect for commercial or residential use. Have a bobcat? No problem. Hineker makes a plow for that too. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove also services all makes and models of plows and salt spreaders. Go to crystalwelding.com. Hi, this is Jim Woodruff from Minnesota Wheels of Honor, an all-volunteer Minnesota nonprofit organization dedicated to honoring our Minnesota military, law enforcement, and first responders and their families. Please connect with us on Facebook under MN Wheels of Honor. Thank you and God bless America. Get a voucher for two tickets and two large popcorns valid at any Minnesota Imagine Theater for just 19 bucks. Details at DealsOnRadio.com. Deals on Radio. Deals on Radio. Falling asleep can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. Make it easier on yourself. Go to MyPillow.com and pick up some Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $29.99 when you use the promo code BOB. We know MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but MyPillow has just announced that they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2023. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code BOB. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. 
You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. An Oral-B electric toothbrush delivers a professional, purifying, clean feeling. So if you want a round brush head inspired by dentists. Come and get it. And if you want a brush that cleans 100% better than a regular brush for cleaner teeth and healthier gums. What you waiting for? Oral-B is the brand dentists worldwide use the most. So maybe it's time you... Come and get it. You get it. Oral-B. Brush like a pro. All right, we're back for outdoors when we got uh, John Basie here, one of our guests, and uh, Andy, whatever his name is. Birkin Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy Mark, and I'm Steve Strusinski. I'll tell you what, uh, Russ, hang on a second. I got to say hi to my granddaughter, Clara. She sent me a nice text. My gl- uh, she played a uh, big hockey tournament in Edina this weekend, and um, I saw her win a couple of games. They're doing really well, and she's excited, and she's just, just fun. So keep on playing, Clara. Enjoy yourself, and... Uh, Thanks for letting us come watch you play hockey. Well, if we're talking hockey, i got to give a shout-out to my son, Nick. Who got I have it. a guest waiting he for He got us. his first penalty ever in hockey this weekend. I'm so proud of him yeah. <laughs> for being aggressive. Uh, they took third place in prior lake tournament and uh, did a great job. So I'll tell you what, the, him. what's funny about that is that Nick is nine years old right now, right? He just turned 10. Just yep. turned 10 years old. And I, get a, I got a picture, a text from Mark showing Nick in the penalty box. Oh, yeah. And, and he says, I've never been so proud. <laughs> Russ Guthrie, welcome to the Four Outdoorsman. Welcome. Welcome uh, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, thank you for your patience, sir. How are things in Pennsylvania? Uh, I'm having trouble hearing you, buddy. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll try to speak. I'll try to speak slowly. Uh, how are things in Pennsylvania? Well, they're fine. We just started the rifle season on Saturday, and they gave us Sunday this year. We get three Sundays. Uh, every year in PA, and the boys are out there after that hit list. And you, uh, you know, that's right. This is all about deer hunting. The the uh, the technology thing you designed called lidar, uh, L I D A R. That's all about right. deer hunting. Are, are you still a deer hunter? Because you're seventy some years old, like I am. Are you still deer hunting? No, I don't want to shoot them anymore. I want to grow them or help <laughs> people grow them so the young kids can. Adam boy. So what's your background? Now, you're, this, we'll talk about LiDAR, but what's your background? How did you get involved in this technology and computer stuff? Well, for 36 years, I was in the computer business. I'm a math teacher by trade, but took one course in computers, and I've been in the computer business 36 years straight. And I decided when I retired, I was going to not pump business data around. I was going to pump deer data around. <laughs> so, so I have the connection between the computers and all the technology that the Nassau boys give us, and then my knowledge of boots on the ground. And uh, I just said, I'm going to see if I can find out where I can tell people to go. So, so this technology actually started with the military many, many years ago. You kind of, you're kind of working it off of that. Yeah, it all started from Nassau. Well, radar is radio distancing and ranging. LIDAR is light or laser distancing and ranging. And they can get you down to 3.28 feet uh, contour line. And when you can do that and overlay a 3D map, game's pretty much over. That's interesting. So tell me exactly how this works. Now, you were in Pennsylvania. How did you end up starting 
this it's not even a job. You're doing it for fun. And I know you're going to you get paid a little bit, but you're doing it for fun. Who was your first client asking you to help them find a deer? And what is the process? Well, it happened. Uh, we used to live in Lancaster, and it happened at the church down there. They don't have any woods. They have the greatest soil in the world, and they take everything right down, and all they have is the junk woods and stuff like that. So uh, they said, hey, we're they're big hunters, and they have big deer there. So I said, well, let's start some hinge cutting, and that's how it got started. And I've been studying and reading about it for the last 12 years. All right, then describe what LIDAR actually is and how it works and what your success rate is. This is a pretty interesting story. <laughs> well, we'll go to the success ratio first. I did 15 last year on Facebook just to do it, to get the experience, because I have the eyes in the sky, but... I don't have 32 Boone and Crockett's hanging here like a lot of people do, so I needed to boot some ground. And and I just said, let's do something. And 15 guys came back said, I'll try it. And 10 of them, I put them on deer. Okay, explain exactly how you put them on deer. I know you, with your technology, you, you kind of figure out where the deer should be. If someone sends you uh, their property, a layout of their property, you can give them a good idea where where the deer would be that's correct you take and you lay down the uh, 3.28 feet condor lines and then the the deer will always use the path of least resistance from low to high and that's built into them it's creation they'll do it all the time and then they also use to come off the top of a mountain what they call military advantage trails which is if they're on the top and they say, i got to get out of here, they'll, they'll follow those trails. So with two jumps to the right, you can't see them anymore to the left instead of coming straight down the flat part of the mountain. They're very smart people, and that's how they get to be five and six years old. And they're not people, but same creator. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of your searching and decisions on helping these hunters find deer uh, is, is dependent on where they're betting? Sure. Uh, also, what you do, I can. I have about six different programs that I use and go through all of them and pick out what I want based on the Pennsylvania hunter in me. And I can take one program and I can say, show me where it's between one and two degrees or one and five degrees, which is pretty flat, on that topo map that I'm looking at. And I'll light that up in red and blue. And where they hit is out on those end of the mountain knolls or wherever they're going to be. And that's where I mark a bee for bed and start numbering them as I go around. And I just did one, uh, getting some pretty good attention here now. People can't believe I'm that good, and I didn't know I was that good either. uh, (laughs) I just did one guy by the name of Jim Ward, which is uh, a big name in, in the business of, you know, deer hunting and habitat management right did his 137 acres and jim's response was your accuracy is scary uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i pointed to the bed where the biggest buck on his land was living and it was in a 13 acre pollinator blend field which I didn't know that, but I, I, I never look at, I only look at the, the LIDAR and not what's really there from an airplane picture. He had a pollinator mix in there. It was six and eight foot high, and that big old book just went in there. In another spot, he hadn't gone there yet, so we walked to it and walked right into the, a bed sitting right on that top of that knoll. 
Now, you were talking about the um, deer uh, when you're mountain hunting. In Ely, Minnesota, where we do a lot of hunting, it's all ridge and swamp. Can you accomplish the same in that type of topography? Yeah. Yeah, I just did some land, 243 acres for a guy in Minnesota, and that was the first time that it, they flipped the tables because Pennsylvania, you know, when the glaciers come down, they made a lot of mountains. But here, this guy, his distance was from zero to 20 foot up. So what I needed to do is get on the USGS, which they can take me down to that one meter, 3.28, and then you can start to see what's going on. I had to make mountains where there were no mountains. And that was a challenge, but what that guy did, he added 20 to 30 acres of food, and then he has what woods he has and these little humps, and the deer love it there, so they're going to use the humps the same way, 20 foot high, whether they're up to 2,200 feet high. I had a deer one time go off on my food plot down into the draw, so I saw where the trail was, so I went over, turned around, come back. Well, when they come up the other way, they don't use that same trail. They move over just two feet to the right because it's four inches lower. <laughs> and that's where they go. Well, that's pretty impressive. When um, Does it matter the, the size of the property that someone has? No, it does in time, but no, I, I've done up to uh, Pennsylvania Valley of Public Hunting, and I ran into some Amish boys that go up to Potter County. I did uh, 3,000 acres, 4,000 acres. I'm working with a guy in Tennessee that's 14,900 acres. <laughs> there we're playing with wind swirls. Big bucks like to be where the wind is swirling, so I'm trying to perfect and doing the research to use an aspect map which gives a unique color to each grade facing slope on a mountain. So it's not just northeast, southwest. It's all the points of a compass, and each one has a different color. And the deer know that, and they beat you with that every time. So I'm trying to perfect because this guy was getting the slip of a big buck because he, the big buck was always in where the wind was swirling. So if I can perfect that, the percentage goes up even higher. You know, this is, sounds yeah, like it, it sounds like it's an, an, a CSI for you. It sounds like a right. challenge, you know, and that it sounds like you're having fun doing this because it is such a challenge. Well, it's it's a mental challenge, and I'm between space and GIS, and yeah, I love to see. I had um, what I did 130 acres. My nephew had across the river from Millersburg here, and uh, we took it and put some food plots on it. And then I would take grandfather, son, grandson teams on and put them where I thought they might see some deer. And one time I had uh, a group of three out, the grandpa, the dad, and the grandson, put them by a deer three times, and the grandson didn't shoot. And the fourth time around, getting sad, I said, hey, Nick, you better you know, see that? That's a, that's a rainstorm coming down that valley. You get one now. Why aren't you shooting? He said, because if I shot, I'd have to stop hunting. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. That's a cool you kid. You can't that, yeah. buy that stuff at Sears and Roebuck, man. Right, you can't, yeah. <laughs> now, you just told us how old you are because most of our listeners never heard of Sears and Roebuck. But we got him, we got him here, too, as well. He let, we're talking with uh, Russ Guthrie from Pennsylvania, and his, uh, his program is called LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. How does someone, let's say, uh, how does someone start working with you? What do you need from me if I call you and say, can you help me find deer in my property? Well, the first thing you just want to go to is www.wildgamelidar.com, and that'll tell the whole story. It's wildgamelidar.com, 
and you just give me a call, and uh, next thing I want to know is an address and how many acres and how far out do you want me to go because a lot of people think that I, they only want me to look at their 100 acres, but I really want to look at your neighbor's acres and where they're coming from and all that stuff because you got to look at the big uh, how did how did the guy from Minnesota get a hold of you, or vice vice versa? Uh, you can call me at seven one seven four one three eighty seven eighty. I love it. Or I'm... or or go on the web, go on the web and look up wildgamelidar.com, and it's all there. Russ, this is so much fun. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to get on your site. I'll do whatever I can to keep tabs on you. And you mentioned to me last time we spoke. I didn't have a chance to do it. That if I gave you the address up in Ely, Minnesota, <laughs> you might try to figure something out for me as well. Please. I'm going to do that, and we're going to have a nice conversation, all right? Yes, sir. Not a problem at all. Take, take care. Um, thanks for doing this, and uh, I, can't, I can't wait for the listener response. It's a wonderful, wonderful okay. idea. You take care of yourself there. It's only the beginning of next year I'm going to get 11-inch, not 3.28 feet. When they give me 11-inch technology – game is over and they're going to go over the same spot five 15 times a day that's crazy beautiful (laughs) that'll change the game rules (laughs) i'm going to i'm going to invest in you russ guthrie thanks for being on the four outdoorsman i'll stay in touch with you i promise okay buddy hang in there yeah take care isn't that a great story wow that's like live scope for hunting yeah that is unbelievable (laughs) yeah it's like like live scope you know if you uh, I don't have it. I don't have a boat. I got a pontoon boat, and I got a, and I got a cup holder, you know. But, yeah, you can sit there while I was fishing with Renneberg last time up there, last month, whatever it was. Yeah, you can see 30 feet this way and yeah. 30 feet that way, and he hollers over to the next boat, get ready, he's coming toward you, that kind of, yeah. That's, <laughs> right. It's almost, almost cheating. It's almost cheating. But uh, are we ready for a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Be right back with, hey, here he is, Andy. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> saying thank you to our first responders and the service men and women of Minnesota. That's something we can all get behind. It's why Bob FM and our homegrown artists have teamed up to create this year's Minnesota Country Salute CD. When you buy a Minnesota Country Salute CD this year, you'll know the net proceeds go to the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Minnesota Wheels of Honor, two organizations that ensure those who serve us are not forgotten. Say thank you when you pick up your Minnesota Country Salute CD today. Find out where you can buy yours today at MyBobCountry.com. You've heard us talking about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Hey, it's Brandon from the Homegrown Show. And Strewman here from the Four Outdoorsmen. And we're going to take you fishing this winter. Join us for the 2023 Bob FM Winter Walleye Connection at Ballard's Resort. You know where that is? That's beautiful Lake of the Woods. And that's February 5th through the 8th. The deadline for registration is December 15th. And we always fill up, so you better hurry and go to BallardsResort.com or call 1-800-776-2675 and tell them you want to join the 2023 Bob FM Winter Walleye Connection. 
With Thanksgiving gone, it's time to think about Christmas and ice fishing. The big box stores do Cyber Monday sales, but Capra's has a drive-your-butt to an actual store and talk-to-someone sale, including plenty of Strike Master augers in stock, including 40-volt, 40-volt light, 24-volt models. Come down in person, talk to a pro, and find out what's best option for you. Looking for a gift for your special outdoors person? Capra's has gift cards for Christmas, just south of Highway 10 on 65 Capra's Outdoors. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. You know the best time of the year in Minnesota is right now? Just walk in the woods near Ely makes my day whether I bring home a couple of grouse or not. And I stop by Arrowhead Outdoors on the east end of town where Chris and Steve tell me and everybody else where hundreds and hundreds of public trails are. The grouse numbers are way up, and Arrowhead Outdoors has everything you need for a memorable bird hunt. you got fall fishing, grouse hunts, Ely, Minnesota. That's Arrowhead Outdoors Bait, Tackle, and Hunting Camp. Hey, thanks to Russ Guthrie. That was a heck of a story. LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. If you like deer hunting, look up LIDAR. Russ Guthrie and find out what his program does. It sounds Star Wars kind of thing, but apparently it works. He's getting some wow. good results to the point now. The article I read, you read it right there in the Outdoor News, said that uh, you know he doesn't charge because he just does this in, for fun. He's getting so many people, and it takes so long to get on the computer and figure all this out. Yeah, he's going to start charging now, he said. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't Why blame, not? I don't blame you, bud. I don't blame you. Hey, we're with Andy Birkenposs. He's with... Uh, uh, Veterans on the Lake Resort up in Ely, Minnesota, and his, his right-hand man, his his Barney Fife over here is John Basie. Yes, sir. And uh, they came down here to be on the radio show and, and talk about Veterans on the Lake. All right. Now, tell us how you got involved with Veterans on Are you a veteran yourself? I am not, and uh, I'd, I'd like to take just a minute to, to thank all of our men and women who have honored our country, past, present, and future, with their service to our country, so... Give yourself a pat on the back from uh, Big Brother B. You know, I don't think it, I, we are so blessed that we're sitting here right now doing this, and other people are out there. Some are in harm's way, some may not, but they're still doing what they can to protect us. And we just, I don't care how many times we say thank you for your service, we still take it for granted. We go to bed at night, we don't think about it. But I tell you what, we are so involved with veterans and organizations with this radio show. It's a reminder every day we are extremely blessed. And, and things like what you are doing with Veterans on the Lake, that's a big part of it. Let's talk about Veterans on the Lake and how you got involved. And you said you were not in the military, so how did you get involved with Veterans on the Lake? <clears throat> so for 20-plus years, I brought a group of veterans, disabled vets, up to Veterans on the Lake from Iowa, uh, called the Castaway Disabilities at the time, associated with the Iowa City Hospitals and Clinics, VA Hospitals and Clinics. Uh fell in love with the place always thought that it could be something more than it was uh not just a building with surroundings but amenities more more geared towards the uh, disabled veteran and uh we kind of took off from there uh 
lost touch with the VA down in Iowa City a little bit, got involved with the Iowa Paralyzed Veterans of America, uh, brought them back up to Ely, Minnesota. It's the largest group the resort sees all year. Uh, they encompass the entire resort for a week. Uh, our mission was always to pay for them to come up 100%. Yeah. And uh, we accomplished that for years. So it was a, it was a good thing, and people took note of what was going on. Uh, proud to say that I was, I was kind of the head of the spear on that, but really it, it falls down with uh, support. You know, an idea is just an idea. If you don't have any support behind that idea, it really doesn't go very far. Yeah. So I, great, I, great people to to help along the way, and I, I'm far from a glory hog on any of this. Yeah. Can, can I say <laughs> something real quick? Andy, uh, Andy has done so much up here, up at Vets on the Lake in Ely. I mean, transform this resort into an unbelievable place for veterans to seek refuge and experience the outdoors with their families. And the whole town of Ely has noticed this. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. And I mean, as we go farther and farther along, it's only going to get better. So I just wanted to say you're, you're kicking some butt, man. It's, it's really cool. Thank you. I'll, gonna, I'll back it up even a little bit further. You said you worked with the vets down there, the disabled vets and all that in Iowa for 20, 26 years. How has he started? Why? What got you involved with that in the you know, first place? It was a crazy deal. Uh, young guy in my 20s. My father had come up on the trip as a volunteer. Uh, local Eagles Club always had a fundraiser for uh, the disabled vets that went on the trip. And we had caught so many catfish that, that year. And I know we're in walleye country. <laughs> I get it. But we'd always catch cold water catfish and they were really good to eat so yes they we, are we had 150 120 pounds of extra catfish fillets and we threw a benefit and the first year we did it uh we made about fifty five hundred dollars free will donation a couple things for a silent auction and live auction is pretty cool deal uh in past years the last one i i actually did uh, we had a great group of volunteers. We had over 300 businesses that we got donations from. And we cooked about 350 pounds of catfish that we caught. <laughs> I mean, it was just an amazing deal. And it would produce annually about 20000 a year. That money goes directly to that trip to bring the, dis the disabled vets up. And now the chapter's grown so much more than just Iowa. It's Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, which is Great Plains, Minnesota, and Wisconsin all come up to the resort and merge as one. And it's a special week for them. Uh, guys in wheelchairs, they don't feel like a minority when they're up there. They feel like the majority. And, you know, us walking people are the minority when they're there. And they, they just love it. I mean, it's like they're, uh, it's been described to me as their Disneyland. If, you, uh, if, you, if you're listening right now and you want to know more about Veterans on the Lake uh, and what Andy does up there, just go to Veterans on the Lake, Ely, Minnesota, and look at the videos and whatnot that Andy has put out. It is an unbelievable, beautiful resort. And I, I don't know, are you busy all the time? Do you have enough people to keep that thing filled up all summer long? Got a great staff, uh, second to none, 27 cabins. Wow. Uh, it, it can be overwhelming at times, really overwhelming. But we all rally together for the same goal, and that's the customer uh, experience and customer satisfaction. And uh, we've done a pretty good job. We've got, uh, we've got some mountains to climb, but... Those mountains are 
dealt with, with like the labor force is just tough. Andy, so I bet you have to modify a lot of the cabins too to make them accessible to uh, these vets. Is that is that a big part of it? Is just having everything accessible for wheelchairs and everything like that? Absolutely. So one of my uh, selling points to the board of directors at Veterans on the Lake uh, when I was interviewed was I want to turn everything I can into a wheelchair accessible cabin. Mm-hmm. What that means is anybody can use that facility then. Right. Anybody, walkers or not. Uh, it doesn't mean that the general public can't use it, but it means that a disabled veteran who is in a wheelchair can use it. Right. You know, we want to... Like I say, we want to enable. We want to take the dis out of disability. We want to uh, give you that ability to. So you're, you must have a, a number of uh, pontoon boats or fishing boats that are accessible as well? I have the only four pontoon boats known to me that can go into the Boundary Waters canoe area via Fall Lake. Well, that's cool. I've been, I've been on that truck portage before years ago. And they're, but... they're all wheelchair-accessible pontoons. So it's, it's really cool to get... Uh, people on them that we might not be able to run a boat anymore and then shove their rear end behind the steering wheel and let's go i heard there's some decent crappies in fall lake as well i'm not saying (laughs) okay go ahead john john (laughs) you know we're pretty lucky to live at on fall lake uh we're actually recipients from the minnesota dnr's uh fishery studies every year Mm -hmm. and they did a study on fall lake this year it's a gillnet survey, and the guys from the DNR donate all the fish to us. We fillet it, and then we give it to veterans that didn't have a very good fishing experience or say we want to have a big fish fry with a group that's there, so we donate that fish back to them. The fisheries biologist told me that the numbers on Fall Lake rival per capita now Lake of the Woods. Yeah, We don't have the 30-inch fish on Fall Lake. But we've got plenty of 18 inchers, and they're darn good table fish. <laughs> yes, they well, they're fun to catch too. <laughs> yes, they are. So. Let's talk about some of the amenities as well. And how many acres is this? And so, is it easily accessible by what road? Is that Echo? That's not Echo. Um, 169 or yeah. the Fernberg Fernberg right. Road. Yeah. Uh, but what are the amenities other than just the cabins? So we have a wood-fired sauna. Uh, we do have a handicap fishing pier. We have boats for rent. Uh, We've been really fortunate. We've got four brand-new Lund Furies that were donated last year. Wow. And a uh, big shout-out to the guys down in Anoka. Uh, I think it's the Anoka Lions, I believe. They produced some money in there. And then I know Gene's probably listening. He'll he'll correct me. But <laughs> there's a couple other entities that really pitched in some big money. So, you know, support your American Legions. Support your VFWs. Uh because those legions and VFWs actually produce funds for us through that charitable gambling uh, contribution. Don't, don't forget the ice season, too. We just we, built some new shacks. We, we did build some new ice shacks. Uh, we're, we're trying some, some new things at Veterans on the Lake, and uh, we want to promote the ice fishing business on Fall Lake. We plowed in about a two-mile road last year and had great success, and, and we really got the birds chirping about it up there. And I think this season... Barring good ice, uh, by the way, we only have two inches of ice on Fall Lake. Really, well, three that's, days ago. Yeah, I had Barney. Yeah, go Barney check, Fife. Yeah. Go check it out for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because it's deep or what? 
we've got a river that comes in yeah, pretty it. close and, yep. and it's just not it's flowing it, water yeah i just it's not safe and i i won't open our landing up until i feel it's safe you know? right you talk about uh, this priorities as to how you can qualify to stay at the resort i know it's it go down that line again if you would to the general public how do they get to stay there as well but go down that line and where do radio hosts fall on that <laughs> <laughs> with a with a new knee yeah, so, yeah. so first and foremost we cater to the american disabled veteran and their families yep second current and retired military and their families third disabled public and their families and then fourth we do allow the general public to come in, and that helps us fill our gap. Sure. Yeah. We are 78% veteran-occupied. That's wonderful. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people doubt sometimes how can you have that, that grade of occupancy, but that's, that's what it is. I have to report numbers to the National Forestry Service every year per our lease, and we are at 78%. And it bounces between the 72 and 81 percentile. Uh, every year so we're real real happy to see that number is there anything that you would like to change or improve with veterans on lake resort uh nothing major financial contributions cannot fix so if you're a uh, somebody that needs a tax break i can write you a charitable contribution uh, for a donation we we desperately need a new handicap fishing pier, and that's one of my big capital projects this year is to to fund that. Uh, new pontoon boats are always a thing. You know, I'd I'd rather have one sitting on the bank than uh, yeah, sure somebody waiting to use one that's in right. a wheelchair or yeah. or vice versa. You know, it, it's just something that uh, that I believe in, and I think I think we can do for our vets. Can you share a particular personal story about? Maybe someone who you did not know as they came there the first time, a family, a disabled vet who came with the, not the poor me attitude, but the lack of self-confidence, the, you know, the, the pain and the lack of security <coughs> and how they changed from the time they got there to the time they, they got back in their vehicle and headed back to the cities. There's just so many. Uh, there's one guy that comes out of Iowa. His name's Jerry Dunbar. He could not... Um, he was afraid to run a boat, and I jump in the boat with him and take him fishing. And the one day I finally looked at him, and I says, "You can do this." He goes, "Well, I don't think so. You're here, so you can do it." And I says, "Nope, I'm riding in the front." Yeah, had a boy. And we just threw him in there, and he's he's been rock solid. He's he's been at Vets on the Lake for oh geez, fifteen <sighs> years anyway. So, guy's a Vietnam vet, Agent Orange uh, survivor. And does does he has a really good time? He comes up and stays uh, about six weeks with us. So. Amazing guy, yeah. You know, I um uh, I I cry at commercials. So <laughs> so what I'm saying is, that I would get I'm I'm concerned I would get emotionally involved, and it's got and developing relationships and trying, you know, trying not to keep it trying to keep it distant, it's, but not doing. Do, it's do you ever get really really involved? You in, do and, because you know I I come from. Uh, the Iowa PVA, where a lot of these vets I know very personally, and it, it's tough because every year, you know, progressing in through the years, I knew guys from World War II. I took them fishing. There's none of them left. Yeah. <clears throat> knew guys from Korean War. Uh, there's very few of them right. left. 
there's you know now we're on to our vietnam vets and it's just what's that phone call going to be that year you know right. 10 15 20 some one year i mean it just you lose a lot of guys and it, that's the that's the suck of the the whole thing you're uh, listening to Andy Birkenpass from the Lake of the uh, Veterans on the Lake in Ely, Minnesota. We have about a minute left here, Andy. Let's talk about uh, Andy's got a tear in his eye right now. Uh, wrap it up. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, just even just to ask questions. Uh, everybody, everybody knows somebody who could use so, Veterans on the Lake. So we're on winter hours right now. Our office is open from ten o'clock until two o'clock Monday through Friday. Very limited staff, so that allows me time to be outside fixing, getting stuff ready for our ice season, doing things of that nature. Our office number is 218-365-6900. And you can also check us out at Veterans on the Lake on Facebook. We do a pretty good job updating things all the time. Uh, Laura's in the office doing that. Steve Sari does it. I do it. We've got a great uh, a great uh, following on Facebook, and uh, I encourage people to check us out. Appreciate and if, that. And if you have questions, feel free to give us a call. And if I don't answer, leave a message. We'll get back to you. Appreciate it. Thanks to John Basie for being here with Soturi Tackle and a uh, nice young man. He's the right-hand man of Andy right now, and, and Russ Guthrie was on from Pennsylvania. And, Andy, one last question, and we're going to give it to Mark. Where do you get your bait when you're up in Ely? Arrowhead Outdoors. Good job. Hey, we were... place. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories. <laughs>